Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. So you know that exercise is good for you, and we hear about exercise and weight loss going together. And as a trainer for so many years, I've worked with so many people who are really severely overweight. And exercise, while a little bit of a limiting factor and difficult, is something that's just so important to aid in their weight loss. However, it's also important for other things, and whether it's diet or exercise that's more important, that's always seems to be the big question we get. And my guest today, Dr. Brian Parr, Associate Professor of Exercise and Sports Science at the University of South Carolina, Aiken. So, Dr. Parr... I'm going to ask you this question just right off the bat. Do you feel that exercise or diet is more important for people that are severely overweight? Can I say both? Yes, I, you can. I, so I, I, I do. I think that, that you and I and people who do what we do, Melanie, where we work with people who are trying to lose weight, know how important it is for people to exercise, whether they're starting to exercise or continuing what they've been doing. But there is a lot of research that shows when you compare the weight loss that comes from exercise with the, with the weight loss that comes from diet, that, that the diet portion of the weight loss program results in the greatest amount of weight loss, and the exercise alone really doesn't do very much. I mean, my master's thesis showed that. Um, but that said, there are a great many benefits of exercise beyond losing weight as people are trying to achieve their weight loss goal. So there are extra benefits. Now, if somebody is trying to lose weight, and yes, we say both, it's great to put them together. But when we're, when we're working with them motivationally, Dr. Power, one of the things that they say is, well, you know, I've been doing all this exercise. I haven't gotten my diet under control yet, but I haven't lost any weight just from the exercise. And we want to be able to use the words and tell them the other things that that exercise is doing for them. So what do you tell people when they say, well, I don't know if this exercise is really burning off as many calories, but then it's doing this? Yeah, so what we do know is that exercise seems to be very important for people keeping the weight off after they've lost the weight. Um, and so I tell, I tell uh, people that, that this exercise they're doing now might only be helping them with their weight loss a little bit now, but in the long run, being someone who exercises on a regular basis is really going to help them keep the weight off. And beyond weight loss, we have to figure that a lot of people who are starting a weight loss program are probably also out of shape. And so even if they're not losing a lot of weight, they're still getting the benefits of the exercise, increasing their endurance, increasing their strength, and increasing their flexibility. So it really is all of those different parts of exercise that we're talking about. Balance, flexibility, strength, bone density, just so many other things. So if somebody is really overweight, how would you start their program so that they get some of those other things? What would you include or encompass in a full, well-rounded program for someone who's overweight? Yeah, I think that everyone should be able to progress to doing weight-bearing exercise like walking. And for, for some very overweight uh, people, they might have to work up to that, starting with something that, that takes the weight off, like maybe a, a recumbent bike or a, a cyclergometer, and then working up to walking. But I think being able to get on your feet and walk is really important, not just for weight loss, but for just being able to get around in the world. 
And beyond that, I think that people need to build up their strength. One of the things that we have found is uh, some of the women that we see who are overweight have very uh, are strong lower body. They have strong legs, um, but their upper body strength is really pretty low. And so when you think about you know, the functional implications of that, not being able to do certain things around the house, not being able to do certain occupational tasks. Um, so I think that building strength is important. So strengthening, I believe, is, is key. And, and flexibility is, is important, but I like to think of it in, in sort of a, a trendy term now of mobility, which goes beyond just the, the how far can you bend, but how well can you move. And I think a lot of people who are overweight, and especially if they do not exercise regularly or are not regularly active, probably suffer from poor mobility and have a lot of problems doing very basic things. And I'll give you a really simple example, bending down to tie your shoes. There are a lot of people who really struggle with that very simple task, and not being able to do that really, I think, suggests some, some pretty big limitations. It certainly does. Well, you should see me in the early morning trying to put my socks on, and I'm not even overweight, but you know, you get a little <laughs> stiff in the morning. But I get that, and it's one of those sort of basic kinds of daily activities that can be made more difficult if you're not able to reach down there or if you're not flexible enough. And another thing that I like, you know, so that's sort of a functional fitness, uh, you know, basically kind of a part of functional fitness, Dr. Parr. And what about things like balance? What about things like, you know, well, the strength training? And, and what would you even say to them about getting into one? Yeah. So I think that balance is, is a big one, too. I, I know that, um, that there are a lot of people who struggle, and, and not just people who are overweight, but people, I think, who are unfit, who lack basic strength and flexibility. Um, it really affects balance in a way that makes trips and falls a lot more likely, especially if you're trying to carry things, right? And that could be at home or that could be at work or that could be going out to your car from the grocery store. Um, and so I think that, that taking a look at, you know, where people are at as far as their strength and can they do the things they need to do. I, I don't think anyone's suggesting that, that people who are trying to lose weight need to be doing powerlifting, but I certainly think that increasing strength where there are deficits is, is really important and especially important if you're increasing strength to do things that you need to do in your life, and, and not just now, but think long-term, because we know that as people age, their strength and their flexibility and their mobility declines, and, and that's what leads to a lot of uh, limitations in doing basic activities of daily living. It certainly does. So if we were to sort of set up a program for somebody that was really overweight toward the obesity and even severely obese, you start them what? You say, you know, kind of that that not impact, but walking, just to kind of get that weight-bearing exercise going. So walking to be number one, starting to lift some weights, use some bands, work on stretching, all of these kinds of things. And if they're going to work on something like balance or functional fitness, what do you recommend for those? Um, I actually think there's a lot that you can do without any weights, and, and especially if you have a good trainer or someone helping out. Um, a lot you can do with just basic movements under body weight. You know, can you take a step forward and, and lunge forward so that one knee is on the ground and stand back up? Um, and, and certainly people who are unaccustomed to doing exercise might want some guidance with that. Um, but a lot of these things are things people can do on their own. Um, and, and basic sort of body weight type movements, 
that, that really seem to be really important. Squatting down to, to pick something off off the ground, for example. Reaching up over your head with a, a, even a light weight um, really exposes a lot of limitations in, in strength, but also flexibility in the shoulders. I agree with you. I see all that. I see that really all the time. And even things as simple as reaching into the trunk to get the groceries out can become sort of a, a, a chore, something that's actually difficult to do if you can't reach in there and then lift those things out of the trunk. So even some of those kinds of functional things. So kind of wrap it up. If you want to do beyond weight loss, the benefits of exercise for overweight and severely obese people, what is your best advice for trainers and for people that are looking to start this kind of an exercise program and are not really sure they say, oh, I'm going to get on the scale and it doesn't seem to be showing that exercise is helping and what you tell them about staying motivated and sticking with it because it's important for other reasons. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think the first thing is to emphasize that exercise really is important, even if it isn't leading to a lot of weight loss now. And, and I think the stories of the people who have kept the weight off because they exercise um, in the long run is important. But I also think that emphasizing the other benefits, um, including endurance, strength, flexibility, mobility, and being able to do things that, that people want to do that maybe they haven't been able to do for some time, in part because they're overweight, um, but also in part because their fitness is probably poor. And I, and I think emphasizing those additional benefits and how it's going to make them feel and how it's going to make their lives easier when they can do more things they want to do, uh, I think goes a long way to getting people on board with exercising, even though it's not melting the pounds away. And, and one other thing I want to add in, Dr. Parr, is that for people that are looking for that sort of motivational edge, journaling these things. Like if you start and you couldn't reach down and tie your shoes and then you wrote that down and then a week later after just doing it a few more times you reached down and you tied your shoes, you put that in the journal and you just showed yourself proof of these things and how it works. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think that's also a benefit of working with a fitness professional too because a personal trainer or someone in a, in a fitness setting will do some assessments. What can you do and how well can you do these things? And then we'll do a follow-up test later so you can see how much you improve. But you're right. I think even tracking what people do on a day-to-day -day basis as far as recording their exercise just to see how much they've improved. Ten minutes on the treadmill turns into 30 minutes on the treadmill pretty quickly. Um, but also how they feel other times in the day and things that, that limit them and, and cause aches and pains that over time they can see those things going away. Really is excellent and such great information, Dr. Parr. Thanks so much for being with us. And you are listening to Life's Too Short, and so am I, right here on Radio MD. Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and rate and review. That way, like-minded people get involved. So if you subscribe, then people can see and you can respond and get involved. And it's really a great way to get this information out there and to educate the public and ourselves. See, this is the way that we all learn together. This is Melanie Cole for Radio. RadioMD.com. Stay well.